My friends, it's a special distinction for me this Shabbos. It's not Shabbos. This Thursday, to be able to... It's like, it's like a Shabbos Shuvah Drush. The same text is written each time. And this Thursday, to be able to address everyone, particularly because tonight is Arab Yom Kippur. And the truth is that we usually have these Shurim on Motzi Shabbos. Last year we had it on Motzi Shabbos, which happened to be Arab Yom Kippur. And this year again, it was decided to have it, Mamish on Arab Yom Kippur. And to me, that's a very, very, I don't know, serious, serious obligation for all of us. I, I remember when I lived out in Los Angeles, at one point, it was coming towards Nila, and the Meshiva got up and he said, Yom Kippur is over in Israel. It's over in Europe. It's over in New York. It's over basically every place that Jews live except for Los Angeles. And now it's, the fate of the world is resting on us. Now anyone who's been to Los Angeles can imagine what a frightening moment that was. <laughs> the fate of the world. Anyway. But the truth is that this is Kilu exactly that idea because here we are. It's, the, it's after all of Elul, a whole month of Elul. It's after Rosh Hashanah. It's after Shabbat Shuvah. It's after Aseris Beit Shuvah. We're Mamish right at the end. And we're in our final steps of preparing ourselves for Yom Kippur. Now I've mentioned throughout the Shiurim during Elul that this is a special year. The calendar works out in a special year. We mentioned back in Parshish Kiseitzei that Elul happens to come out to correspond with the school year so you're able to get all of your new beginnings together we pointed out in our Rosh Hashanah year that Slichos comes out four days before Rosh Hashanah we started on Motzi Shabbos which is again the minimum amount as if, as if the, the cycle corresponds to what it should be on Motzi Shabbos going into Rosh Hashanah we know that Rosh Hashanah is a three day yontif always always a cause for humor and uh, and finally the final interesting distinction that we have this year is that Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos now when Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos that's an extremely powerful concept because we know that Yom Kippur is so powerful that it supersedes Shabbos Shabbos has to step aside to allow Yom Kippur to come in and be chal and therefore, everything of Yom Kippur takes precedence. We don't eat. We don't drink. We don't wash. Everything, everything steps aside for Yom Kippur. Now, I have to be fair. It's almost true. Everything except, of course, for Avinu Malkeinu. That's right. You know that the Davni is going to fly this year because there's no Avinu Malkeinu. Someone said this to me. Someone said, well, no Avinu Malkeinu. It's really going to go fast. I don't know, it reminded me of a, I once met a Jew of German descent who tried to explain to me what German Jews are. He says, when a German Jew goes to Myriv, he tells his wife, I'm going to be home a little late tonight. He starts saying, the same towel, Mata Lebrocha. You know what So we're going to be a little late, you know. I can't imagine that in the context of the 25 hours of Yom Kippur, that the Avinu Al-Qaeda was really going to change things dramatically. But that's a special din we know. We don't say Avinu Al-Qaeda. Now why is that? Now why is that? There's different reasons. The Ramah brings down, it brings down the din from the Rivash. 
that we don't say Avinu Malkeinu. Reasons are given. The, uh, the Levush points out that the Avinu Malkeinu follows the text of the middle brachas of the Shemot Esrei. Um... Avinu Malkeinu Chaneinu Vaneinu corresponds to Ato Chaneinu Adam Das. What else? Hachzireinu B'Shuva Shleimu L'Fanecha. Obviously, it's a Shuva Bracha. Slach Machal. Kozreinu B'Seve Geula. And on and on to it. And therefore, it's it's requests that we don't do. Yom Kippur is not a time for requests. It's not a time to ask special things. It's it's Shabbos. Right? And so therefore, Avinu Malkeinu, that's really pushing it. Now the truth of the matter is, I have a little bit of a problem with that. Because if you just glance through the Yom Kippur davening, you'll find it's filled with requests. I can't imagine that saying Avinu Malkeinu is going to be much worse than saying, I'm a Kli Moli Boches. I'm a vessel filled with shame. I know that one always puts a smile on the lips whenever you hear that one, right? I mean, the whole thing is filled with forgive us this day, right? Grant us forgiveness. Over and over again, it's filled with special requests. So how come a Vino Malkano is the one request that gets left out? The one request? So, the Rivash in Shuvah Tough Kuf Yud Bays deals with this issue and he says oh it's an issue about whether you should say it on Shabbos Shuvah or say it other times so he says it seems to me you shouldn't say it on Shabbos because it's asking requests some places say it but nation who gemired din that's when we finish the din and if not now when? and you're like a person who's being pursued by a killer and that's why with this danger you have to call out and he doesn't agree with this and what about all the other requests? he says that's different because that's me nusach atfila atzma who nusach sheilus tzrochim laatzma in lamru b'shabes avushayet slichos ubakoshes vahanhagos lolo b'tfila atzma etc etc. In other words, we don't ask our requests, but all the other requests are completely within the context of what we're supposed to do. What we're—it's all part of the davening. Everything is in the tefillah, it's in the chazaras hashat, all the slichos, everything we're saying, everything is inside of that matbeya hatfilah, except for Avinu Malkeinu. And everything got put in there, everything was said. Slichos that were written hundreds of years later, everything managed to go into the matbeya hatfilah, the only thing that's completely outside is Avinu Malkeinu. How devastating. I mean, here it is. The Yom Kippur comes along and everything is taken over. Avinu Malkeinu, that's too much. There we draw the line. Because that's already requests. That's the Rivash. The Yorah HaShulchan says something a little different. No, the Yorah HaShulchan says something completely different. And he says, Tuf Reish Yud Tes Sif Ches Ain't Omer Malkeinu B'Shabbos. 
All the other prayers we say as if it was a weekday. We also say the Yudgim Amidos. Yom Shabbos. Just to make a distinction that this Yom Kippur is Shabbos. We already said it for ten days. And also in Neila we're gonna say it. There's a tremendous difference between what the Rivash says and between According to the Rivash, you're not allowed to say Avinu Malkeinu because it is outside the context of Tzfilah. When we formed the Tzfilah, we said that the Tzfilah includes everything. Avinu Malkeinu was outside of it. Says Yerach Hashochah, nah! Yerach Hashochah is not any worse than anything else. Avinu Malkeinu is not any worse than anything else we're saying. But the problem is that Avinu Malkeinu, we took it out to make a hecker. We wanted you to know that today it's Shabbos. We want to make it special. So the one thing we chose to leave out was Avinu Malkin. Of course, it begs the question of everything to leave out. Why Avinu Malkin? Now, even according to the Rivash, who says that, no, 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 this is a din. So the Moshe has a tshuva. In Arachayim, Chalik Shlishi, Simon Yudches, where he was asked the question that there are certain congregations where they don't dochen when Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos. The Moshe says it's a terrible mistake. What's the reason they don't do it? Because they're afraid you might say the Rebbeinu Shalom, which is a special request. So he says, look, don't we say requests throughout all of Yom Kippur? And the fact that we don't say requests, um, uh, we don't say Avinu Malkeinu, that's not because it's a request. We don't say Avinu Malkeinu like the Aruch HaShokah says to make a hacker. Right, what about the Rivash? So he says, it's not so posh, because if you read the beginning of the Rivash, he says, right, I'm quoting with Moshe, Hagama Rivash Kosei Shein Bara Lasa Loima Avinu Malkeinu B'Shabbos Yom Kippurim there are places, says the Rivash, where they do say Avinu Malkeinu on Shabbos. There are places where they say it on Shabbos Shuba, places where they say it on Rosh Hashanah. There's a lot of different reasons you can give. The Rivash says, you're right. It's not the Matbeyat Fila. That sounds like a pretty serious thing, but don't worry, it's not so serious. And there are places where they do say Avinu Malkeinu, and that's also okay. And this far is this way, and far is that way. So it says with Misha, even from the Rivash, don't make it sound like this is a set in. We don't say Avinu Malkeinu says the Rivash. It's outside of the scope of the Tfila. It's outside of the original form of the Tfila. But then he says, don't take that too seriously. And, and the Aruch HaShulchan says, we decided to make a hacker. Now tell me why. That on all the Yom Kippur the one thing we decided to pick on was Avinu Malkin. And if it's such a serious thing to say, how can we add it in again in Nila? When it comes to Nila, we do say Avinu Malkin. Now maybe, maybe the minute to say it during the Nila is because like here in Etzel, where we do at Nila, 
And the only way that you can dochen is if you dochen during the day. And the only way you can finish Nila in order to dochen during the day is to run very fast. And then you get to the Dukhanin, and you finish the Birgis Kahanim, and now, I was once at a minion, everyone sat down. Everyone really sat there. Check your wine, Okay, blow chauffeur. We sat there for 20 minutes. Boy, did we feel stupid. You know what I mean? Here there's this fervor of Neila, you know what I mean? And it was like, Okay, what time you got, Bob? Sure, no problem. <laughs> I felt so stupid, you know what I mean? So Ella Watt, the other minion I go to, they know much better what to do. You run through the whole davening, you get in the door, and now you got 20 minutes. What do you do? How do you fill it up? You say every Avinu Malkeinu, with, with, with big chazanis. Avinu Malkeinu. Right? Because you got to stretch it out. You know? How am I doing? No, no, put more time in the Malkeinu. Malkeinu. And they said they're going like this, you know? I have to tell you, talk about anticlimactic. You know what I mean? You just keep waiting and waiting, you know that? So I guess that must be the reason that if you have to in, you always have a bit of to fall back on to kill the time. But somehow I can't think that's the real reason. I don't know why. Something inside. Maybe I'm there. So I guess if we could understand why, as the Archa Shokan says, and the Moshe brings down, and it's even much from the Rivash, that it's not quite as serious as it would seem. That we decided to make a hacker so that you would know this is Shabbos. We decided to pull out one field of Avinu Malkeinu. Why Avinu Malkeinu? Maybe let's understand what's so special about Avinu Malkeinu. Avinu Malkeinu is based on a Gemara in Tainus. A Brisa in Tainus. In the third parak. It reads as follows. There was a story with Rebbe Eliezer. This is, of course, Rebbe Eliezer ben Herkinus, who had said to Begiavos, if you would have taken all the Chachamim and put them on one side, and put Rebbe Eliezer ben Herkinus on the other, he would have outweighed them all. The Rebbe of Rebbe Akiva. And Rebbe Eliezer gets up, When it doesn't rain, there's a system you do of making fast days, but you can't do more than 13. 13 is the maximum. So they finish the 13th fast day. It didn't rain. Everybody went home. What am I supposed to do? He said to them, Oh, you must be going home to dig graves because you realize that there's no rain and you're all going to starve to death. It's always an inspirational moment. They were overcome with terrible crying and it started to rain. Effective method. Shuv Misa Eliezer. Shuv Misa. And there's another story with Rebbe Eliezer. This is how the Brisa reads. And there's another story. He goes in front of the Aron and he says the 24 brachas were on these special fast days. You say the regular 18 Shmona Esrei brachas and you add in six others. So he said the 24 brachas. He wasn't answered. Yod Rabbi Akiva Akharov Rabbi Akiva went after him the Yoymer and he says according to the Gears in our Bavli Avinu Malkeinu Einlonu Melech HaLa'ata Avinu Malkeinu Lamancha Rachem Aleinu he said those two Avinu Malkeinus there's another Gears that they have four the Ben Yoyod says there were five whatever it is he said X amount of Avinu Malkeinus and immediately it be- he was answered and it began to rain 
Without going any further, what can you conclude from this story? Well, obviously Avinu Malkeinu is a really awesome tefillah. And all you have to do is say, when nothing else works, use Avinu Malkeinu. And poof, you will be answered. Our father, our king, he only had to say three of them. Obviously it wasn't Nila. Yeah? And he, and he says, he says, That's one possible conclusion. There's another possible conclusion. And that is, this Rabbi Akiva is a really awesome guy. So he said, Avinu Malkeinu, when he was answered, he might have said, help me, help me, and he would have been answered. He might have said, give me rain. He might have said anything, it would have been answered. I don't know if it was the Tzfilah, and I don't know if it was Rebbe Akiva. Oh, the story continues. So the people thought that this one, Rebbe Akiva, was greater than Rebbe Eliezer, his Rebbe. Yotusabaskol. Out comes a Bosco for Abru, and it says, Not because Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Yezer. The obvious answer is, because Avinu Malkeinu is a really awesome prayer. He overcomes his Midos, and Rabbi Yezer doesn't. Not a word about Avinu Malkeinu. I want you to know I've been working on this problem for two weeks. And whenever I'd ask anybody this question, I, what's Avinu Malkeinu? What's it all about? So everybody quoted me the art scroll. Footnote on the bottom. It's from here, the story of Bibliyeza and Rabbi Akiva. And you see, it's a really powerful tefillah. I said, I don't see anything about it, Avinu Malkeinu. I see Bibliyeza tried and didn't work. Bibliyeza worked, comes out of Bosco and says, you know why? Because he was my Valmidosa. Avinu Malkeinu? Yeah, that's what he said. But you don't find any significance. You don't find any power specifically to Avinu Malkeinu. So I'll tell you what's bothering me about this Gemara. First of all, why does the Brisa connect the two stories of Rabbi Eliezer? Which it clearly does. Maisim Rebeliezer where he gets up and he makes a 13 Tanesim and they don't get answered and then he says, go home and die. Right? And then it says, Shuv Misa. And another story with Rabbi Eliezer. The, the Brisa is clearly connecting these two stories. What's the connection? Question number two. What, where did Rabbi Akiva jump off in front of his Rebbe and start answering? Number three. You don't see anything about Avinu Malkeinu. And number four. What's the answer? The Bosco says, Don't think that this guy is greater, but it's because this one is Mavi Almidosov. In my book, if you're Mavi Almidosov, you are greater. You're greater. What do you, don't think it's because, you know, I mean, I mean, you understand what it's saying. Don't think this one's greater than this one. It's just this guy is a Balkas and a Balgaiva, and this guy is a nice guy. But he's not greater. Just easy to get along with. You know what I mean? So what's going on over here? I think... But the answer to this question, if we can figure out what's going on here, in Avinu Malkeinu, in this Gemara and Tainus, then we can understand why, if they wanted to make a hecker, if they wanted to make a sign, if they wanted to make Shabbos special, for some reason, they left this out. So now I'll tell you, since I started giving this year, all kinds of interesting things have happened to me. 
It's, it's, it's really been a, a life-changing experience. Um, somebody let, let me go in front of them in the butcher because they liked my shear. That was exciting. Um, someone helped me pick out fruit once. I mean, I've had all kinds, of, all kinds of benefits from the shear. But one benefit is, and I have to tell you, you know, what's exciting about this kind of shear is, you know, we get all kinds of people here. That doesn't sound right, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my wallet? No, we have... We get all kinds of people. What I mean is that I'm, I'm often um, gifted by having very, very chashmah tamadich hachamim come and join me. And it's, and, and it's a tremendous, tremendous you know, uh, feeling for me and a mystery, frankly. But, uh, but uh, I have uh, Rabbi Zaykhan, who is the head of the Boston Cheder. And after a few shirams, he says to me, he says, you know, your stuff is very good. He says, but it's very Musa. You should have some Hasidus in it. I said, Hasidus? I said, I twice put on a guy so it fell off. And I don't, <laughs> I don't have the gift for this. You know? I, I tried singing with Hasidus again, you know? Baruch Hashem, I said, go. He says, no, no, I'm going to make a Seder. I'm going to open up Hasidus to you. Okay, so first we had a few drinks. No, I'm just kidding. We, um... <laughs> he had a few drinks. But, uh... <laughs> he would come by and he said, we're going to start with the Nesiva Shalom. And he brings it by, and we learned various pieces on it. Constantly putting little abbreviations in the middle of words. We couldn't figure out why, but okay. And uh, as we're going through a piece, I came across one piece which I said... This is what I want to speak about before Yom Kippur. This piece, this idea. And then I forgot about it. And then I had realized that it was Shabbos Yom Kippur again. And I realized about Avinu Malkano. And I went through the whole thing. And suddenly something clicked. And I said, wait a second, I remember. Right? There was a piece there. And he was kind of, he ran out and zeroed it for me. And um, put in the kudot, little pictures. No, I'm just kidding. And... Um, <laughs> And I went through this piece and I want to share some of these ideas with you. Now, by the way, that's no reflection, Khalila, on any Bali Musa, because I think that these ideas you can find also in the Musa Svarim. We will see. But uh, <laughs> I remember when I first got a job as a Mashkiach in Yeshiva, so one, of, one of the Magide Shir came over and said to me, You realize that Rabbi Rucham is turning over in his grave, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you are a you know. <laughs> I said, You can imagine how many Magide Shir are turning over the grave over you, but okay, we. It's <laughs> that keen sense of humor of mine that's inflamed many a community, but all right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this is the concept. He starts off the following. I'm available also for children's parties. <laughs> this day God will forgive you all of your sins and will purify you. Shabbat Shabbat Shalom. It is a Sabbath of Sabbath to you. And you will afflict your souls. Yeah. And what does it say on Shabbos? Shabbos Shabbosayin. Kodesh Rashem. On Yom Kippur it says, This is a Shabbos Shabbosayin for you. And you will afflict yourself. On Shabbos it says, This is a Shabbos for Hashem. Now, on Shabbos one eats and one drinks... 
everyone has all the worldly pleasures, that would seem to be for us. And on Yom Kippur, when we afflict ourselves, why is that for us? That's definitely for Hashem. One doesn't afflict themselves if they're stable on a regular basis unless they're commanded to. That's one problem. He then brings a Gemara in Shabbos, which says, Kuf Yud Chesem and Beis, Hashem HaShabbos Ki Hilchata Afilo Avad Avad Azara Kido Enoish Moichlin Loi on Yom Kippur oh, excuse me, on Shabbos if you keep Shabbos properly even if you serve a Vodazora like the generation of Enos which introduced idol worship to the world you keep Shabbos properly you'll be forgiven what is it say on Yom Kippur Yuma Pevav there are different types of Kapara Avulagabi creases who Mises based in Tshuva Yom Kippurim Toilin V'Yisurin Mamaraykin on Yom Kippur, it doesn't get you full forgiveness. It hangs around. That would seem almost to show that Shabbos has a greater power as a Yom Kippur than Yom Kippur. Now, how could that be? So these are some of the problems that he has. And he takes a number of approaches. The first thing he points out is the following. What's Shabbos? Why is Shabbos Kodesh LaHashem? Well, we know. Gemara and Rosh Hashanah speaks about Yom Adin is approaching, the Day of Judgment, Rosh Hashanah is coming, and the Malachim set up the courtroom, and they bring out the books of life and death, and they set up all the chairs, and they polish, and they have the whole place set up, and they're waiting for Hashem to come and judge the world. And Hashem says, no, no, I'm sorry, the Basin decided this year that Tishrei will be 30 days, tomorrow is Rosh Hashanah. So the angels, you'll forgive me, but you are God. You are in a better position to know than them. He says, I know, but the Moadim are decided down here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not decide Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Pesach, Sukkot, Shavuos. That's all decided by the Basin when we decide to declare the new month. And what's Shabbos? Shabbos is every seventh day, whether you're ready or not, and as we know quite well, often when you're not. The seventh day is holy, and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, and that's it. Tough. Shabbos is coming, whether you like it or not. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Pesach. It's always open for discussion. Yeah, Pesach, more discussion. But everything's open for discussion. Shabbos, every seventh day is Shabbos. That is not discussion such a central point that when, when Christianity was trying to separate itself away as a Jewish sect one of the first things they did was change Shabbos to Sunday right so, now you know we're different sure we're commemorating the seventh day as God told us for you know thousands of years and you guys pick Sunday and the Muslims say and we'll pick Monday not Friday yeah and you know he wants to start a religion you still have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday open so uh, <laughs> Not Monday, no one would believe it. But anyway. But that's it. So now, they separated and Shabbos is Shabbos. That's why it's Kodesh Hashem. Yom Kippur, we choose. And that's the reason, he says, that the Luchos that were given by Kodesh Baruch Hu, where we just stood at Har Sinai and those first tablets were given, that was given on a Shabbos. The day of the week is an argument. 
They argue in the Gemara and Shabbos whether it was the 6th or the 7th, but everyone agrees it was a Shabbos. That had to be given on Shabbos because that comes from Hashem. The second Lukos, everyone agrees, was given on Yom Kippur. When we had to participate in the process, what's the difference? Before you sin and Hashem gives it to you, that's Shabbos. When you mess up and you have to fix things up and rebuild it, that's Yom Kippur. Consequently, he says, the truth is, Shabbos is greater than Yom Kippur. Because on Shabbos, we can eat. And on Yom Kippur, we can't. And where do you see the greatest? Where do you find the greatness? Because to be able to eat the Kedusha, to be able to drink the Kedusha, to be able to live the Kedusha, very, very hard. To afflict yourself, to try to change yourself, that's within your control. Yeah, Yom Kippur is a day for you, when you have to work on yourself. Shabbos is a day where Hashem hands you the Kedusha, and it's your job to take everything that's physical in this world and elevate it to a new level. Consequently, Shabbos is completely for the Neshama. Yom Kippur, where you afflict your body, that's where you're trying to straighten out your goof. That's where you're trying to straighten your body. So obviously, Kodesh Hashem is Shabbos because that's my Neshama. Yom Kippur, where I'm trying to straighten out my goof, that's for me. And this is the final point that he makes. Why would Shabbos have more of a power to get forgiveness? Forgiveness. I mean, Yom Kippur is Yom HaKippur. Yom Kapora. A day of forgiveness. Why would Shabbos have more of a power? He says because there's two different ways, as we know very well, of reaching a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Through Ava and through Yira. Yom Kippur has an attribute of Yira. And Shabbos has an attribute of Ahava. And we know that Shuvah Me Ahava is always more powerful than Shuvah Me Yira. When a person is able to reach a Kodesh Baruch Hu out of that burst of love, that's a very powerful response. Through Yira, also effective. Less effective. If we come into a Kodesh Baruch Hu out of a love and out of an appreciation, out of a sense of closeness, not even awe. Remember, Yira here doesn't mean Yira onish, it means an awe. Where you stand back in awe of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's wonderful. To be able to have such an appreciation of a Kodesh Baruch Hu that your mom is in awe of him. But it's not the same thing as having that loving relationship. Shabbos is that loving relationship. And Yom Kippur is that sense of awe. Says in the Sibu Shalom, in his conclusion, when Yom Kippur comes out on Shabbos, we create a connection between the Ava and the Yira. The tshuva that we do on Yom Kippur automatically has more of a power. Because we take more of the simcha and more of the celebration and more of the spirituality of Shabbos and we suffuse it. We suffuse Yom Kippur with it. We 
you're able to take the two and blend it in a more serious way. So it's interesting. The Yahoo. He says the following. I told you, how many of you Malkanus did, did, did Rabbi Kiva say? Two, four, five. He says five. Why of Vinu Malkenu? Oma Hamisha Pa'amim of Vinu Malkenu. Kenegat Hamisha Gvuros Menatzpach. Those five last letters that, all, that, that exist in the Hebrew alphabet are those five levels of Gvura. Kedesha Yaradu Hashemayim Gishamim Shehem Yardim the Gvira. Ukamasha Kosov, the Gemara Lael. The rains are called Gevura because it comes down with strength. And the Mida of Rachamim of mercy is called Father. Forgive us like a father forgives his children. He said Avinu five times. Those uh, five levels of Gevura and instead bring in Rachamim. Then it rained. Then it rained. What is Avinu Malkenu? Avinu Malkenu is a statement of saying HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Malkeinu of Gvura of strength and of power Avinu is mixing into it that Rachamim that love that father well suddenly comes out very interesting suddenly comes out very interesting let's go back to the Gemara and Tainus why are there two stories well why did it says what's the, what's the, what's the last question it says in Pekiyavis you can always tell a Chacham because he deals with the first question first let's deal with the last question I don't want to lose my Chazaka um, it says that Rabbi Akiva comes out of Baskal and says don't think Rabbi Akiva is greater than this one but rather this one is Ma'aval Midosav doesn't that make you greater so I, one of the Perushim brings down and says no, because Rabbi Akiva was a ger and he had rougher midos than Rabbi Eliezer and he had to work harder to overcome them my problem with that is that it would have said but it adds on so you can say a shot like well it means compared to him he wasn't you know but I assume Rabbi Eliezer was a Sholem, just like Rabbi Akiva was a Sholem. He was probably also developed his Midos. The fact that he didn't have as far to go, I don't think should make him a worse person. It's another shot they give. Rabbi Eliezer came from Beishamai. And Rabbi Akiva came from Beis Hillel. And Beishamai had a Shita of Kaptanut, of being strict, of being exacting. And Beis Hillel had a concept, had a philosophy of being Marvel Midosov. That was their philosophy. So it could be that the Baskal was saying, not that this one's greater than this one. Not that Beis Shammai is wrong or Beis Hillel is, is wrong. 
But Beis Hillel, Rabbi Akiva from Beis Hillel has a different advantage. He's Mavi Al-Midosav. And the answer, Beshita, philosophically is not Mavi Al-Midosav. It doesn't make him greater. It just gives him a different life approach. And I think that's the reason that the Bryce have brought the two stories. Story with Rebbe Eliezer that they do everything they're supposed to do. No, it didn't rain. Says Rebbe Eliezer, okay guys, go home and dig graves. Says the Marishah. Like the Doha Midbah, the generation of the desert. They knew they would die every Tishbab. They used to, while they were alive, dig their graves and sleep on it. And Tishbab. You guys are going to definitely die of starvation. Get your graves ready. This is a less positive approach to life. I'm not saying it's ineffective. It, I, you see, it caused everyone to cry out that lotion of uh, like, a, like an ox that cries out, ah, right? That kind of scream, that animal desperation. Yeah, that works. Not a lot of fun to be around those kind of people, but it works. It's very effective. And you see, it worked. It rained. The Bikiva sees another story. That's what the Bryce tells us. Another story. He gets up and davens the Shemot Esrei. He davens the 24 brachas. They weren't answered. The Bikiva knows already from the first story that Rebbe Yezza doesn't have another card up his sleeve. That's it. Go home and die. Yeah? Like the pirates of Penzance, you know, where they sing to the, the police that are going out to catch the pirates, you know? And they say, Go, you heroes, go and die, go, you heroes, go and die, go, you heroes, go and die, you know? Yeah? And they say, You know, this doesn't fill us with a lot of sense of confidence. You know what I mean? I don't feel real good now. <laughs> the idea of marching into battle to die doesn't inspire a lot of people. Famous words of General Patton. You never win a war by dying for your country. You win a war by making the other guy die for his country, right? <laughs> the idea of going off and dying is not a very positive idea. It might be effective. A person who's desperate might fight to the end. Right? You have that ability. You can cry out with an animalistic cry, Help me! I'm desperate! Or... You can take Rabbi Akiva and Basil's approach where Rabbi Akiva jumps up and he says, Avinu Malkeinu. Ma'avi'amidosav. You know why he says Ma'avi'amidosav? The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, If you are Ma'avi'amidosav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ma'avi'amidosav. There's a Midah connected Midah. You want to take it strict and strong? I'll be strict and strong. You want to cut some slack? You want to let people off the hook? You want to be a nice guy? I take the same approach with you. Philosophically, Rabbi Eliezer wasn't in a position to say, Avinu Malkeinu. Philosophically, Rabbi Akiva could. Avinu Malkeinu is Ma'avi That's the answer to the boss call. Rabbi Akiva jumps up and says, Avinu Malkeinu. So either Avinu Malkeinu is great or Rabbi Akiva. It says, no, it's not that Rabbi Akiva is great. It's that he has a philosophy of Mavi Midosov that's represented by Amino Malkeinu. He could say, Tati, help me. He could say, I love you. 
help us on this level. More than Rabbi Eliezer. Not that Rabbi Eliezer couldn't. But Rabbi Akiva philosophically was in a better position to do that. Mida connected Mida. Avinu Malkeinu represents in its essence the link between those two Midos. As it's brought down in many places. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, Avinu. Malkanu. The king has to maintain himself as the king. But there's one person who has the right to win the king's favor. And that's his son. That's his son. Anybody... Uh, I remember Caroline Kennedy as a little girl in the Kennedy administration. You know, her father might be president and everything was official and all the things of state. And little Caroline could run around and do what she wants. It's different. Different. That's different. That's my kid. You know, the, the son walks in. Hi, Dad. How you doing? Shh, come sit over here. The letter supplicant walk in. Hi, Dad. How you doing? No, it doesn't work that way. You, you can appeal to the king's love if you're the king's son. How do you be the king's son? How do you be the king's son? You have to be a continuation of your father. You have to say, hey, that's the spitting image. That's the spitting image of his, of, of, of his father. You can see him. People who've had the schuss to know great gedolim don't usually describe them as wholly distant people. They often say, you know, they're like the nicest people in the world. So nice. There's a fellow I know who was learning from his chayim. His, his, uh, his uh, mother wasn't from, I think. I think it was his mother. And she'd come down and meet the Rosh Hashiva and, and she'd say to him after he says, Oh, you see that guy? You want to just pinch his cheeks? He's such a nice guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> we advised her not to, but... <laughs> but you look at great people and you look at them and say, What a nice guy. And if you can look at someone who has spent their lifetime emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then what would HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself be like? The ultimate nice guy? Can you be that? Can you be your father? Then you can be the son. Can you be Ma'avel Midosav? That was Rabbi Kiva's philosophy. I'm a Rabbi Kiva, I'm a Rabbi Kiva, Ashrechem Yisrael. Happy are you. Before who are you purified? Before our Father in Heaven. Avinu Malkeinu says Rabbi Akiva. Can we connect to that? Can we be Ma'am Dosav? Can we overlook those things that are around us? And not let everything be a big deal? And not be so exacting? Then we become part of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And we have a right to say, Avinu Malkeinu. And now I think we can understand why when one feeler was chosen to be taken out of Shabbos, it was Avinu Malkeinu. 
Because if Shabbos has this power of Ahava and Rachamim, more of a power to reach forgiveness, and it gets mixed with the power of Yom Kippur, Shabbos Yom Kippur is Abinu Malkeinu. Shabbos Yom Kippur becomes that mixture of Abinu Malkeinu. We leave out Avinu Malkeinu so that everyone can know that Yom Kippur, Shabbos, is Avinu Malkeinu. Until we get to Ne'ilah. Because as the Rivash says, Im Loach Shav Emasai. Ne'ilah is not just the end of Yom Kippur. Ne'ilah is the end of the whole 40 days. And the whole month. And the whole, and the whole Rosh Hashanah, the whole Seres Mechuba, and that whole beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos Yom Kippur we spent together, now all comes down to that small block of time. Avinu Malkeinu! Maybe this Shabbos Yom Kippur I had that Hanhaga. I don't know if I had it the past 39 days. Avinu Malkeinu! My father the king, Tati, I've come home. I've come back. Wait, the gates are closing. Wait, wait, I'm coming. One last burst, one last jump. No, Papi, don't close the door. I'm coming. My gosh, all I have to do is go to the elevator, you know what I mean, press the button before one of my kids gets in. No, no, wait. It's only five floors. It comes back, you know what I mean? It's not like the last time. No, no, but there's my father and the doors are closing. Wait. And this is a big building. It's a long way up there. And the elevator doors are closing. Wait! Tati, Tati, wait for me! Avino, Malkano, and Mila, one last time, wait for me! One last time. There's an idea I said last year. And I want to just develop it in this context for a moment. You have a special power on Shabbos, Yom Kippur, of Avinu. I want to read you the Gura. It's in the Matzah, Gura, it's brought down. The, the Gura says it in Brachas. Biri, Agodas, Brachas, Perak, Alephos, Gimel. Avinu Malkeinu, what's Avinu Malkeinu? When the Shechina, when God's presence is dwelling among us, we say Avinu Malkeinu. Because he's always a king. And when you eat at his table, then he's your father. When he eats at your table, Rashi, Perik Emor, Bayikra, Perik Chav Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Vav. It's talking about Sukkot Shivas Yom Dakrivu Yishal Hashem, Bayom Hashmini Mikra Kodesh Yelachem, Vikraptim Yishal Hashem, Atzeres He Kol Malechas Avodol Osaser, Solo Sasu. It's Atzeres. Says Rashi, what's Atzeres? Atzareti Eschem Etli Kemelech. Shaziman as Bonav Lisauda. It's like a king who invites his children to a Suda. Vakak Vakak Yamin. A few days. 
When it comes time to leave, Omar, Bni, Bivakashomichem, Akvu imi odyom echad, Kosha alai pidoschem. Spend one more day with me. You know, it's, it's hard for me to see you go. Rashi says it differently in another place. He says, For all of Sukkot, we bring all the Kabbalahs to the Shivim of Masa'olam. And then at the end, after everybody leaves, the king gathers with his children by himself, the family. One last time. We're going into Yom Kippur. And we're going into Yom Kippur to say, Avinu Malkeinu. Even if we don't say it. On Shabbos Yom Kippur, we don't say it. Because we're living it. At the end, we say, We say over and over again, Hashem, you are our Father. Hashem, you are our Father. And I'll tell you when you'll know for sure if you're part of the family. You know when? When you get an invitation in the mail, and you and your wife look at it and say, Do you recognize the name? I think it's the guy over there. Oh, okay. I guess we should put in an appearance, you know. See it pop up, you get to the end of the chuppah and all the dancing is going, you jump up, oh, mazel tov, mazel tov, you know, I'll see you later, and you zoop out, right? Somebody you're a little closer with, or it's in a fancy place, you'll come around. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You'll, uh, you'll come already, stay for the meal, you know what I mean? You probably, it, it, no sense of a smorgasbord, I mean, you know, Bisley and, um, and Mitzvah don't do it, but okay, you know. But you'll come, you'll stay for the suda already, it might be a fancy suda, who knows, schnitzel. And... Um, <laughs> It's amazing that I moved to a country where chicken cutlet is a big night out. But anyway, you know, schnitzel, and they'll give you potatoes and rice, which is always nice, you know. So you stay ready for the meal. If it's already a closer relative, you might even come on time. You know, you'll maybe see the bedeckin. But if it's a family member, then you'll be there right at the start for pictures. And if it's your brother or your sister getting married, you'll be there at the very end when the Chos and Kala finally drive away to see if they forgot any gifts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you'll be there, Mamish, at the end. Says HaKadosh Baruch, what's B'nai Yisrael? You know what? I've heard you for 40 days. Avinu Malkeinu, Avinu Malkeinu, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. You know what? I'm making a simcha. Sukkis, everyone's invited. But you know what? Shmini Atzeris is a special day just for the family. It's Simchas Torah. There's no Dalit Minim. There's no Sukkah. There's nothing but us and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Are you part of the family? When Simchas Torah takes place, are you dancing and celebrating and feeling it? Are you sitting off to your side trying to see which Hakafah it is? Is it over yet? I hope the food doesn't burn. Let's make a break-off minion for Mustaf so we can get out of here fast. Yeah. Let's see how fast we can mumble Tzvila's Geshem. Please give us life, give us life, give us life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you part of the family? The family's inside. Singing and dancing. Isn't the most poignant moment of a chasana when you see the father and the chasana dance together? Who would have the chutzpah to jump in to interrupt? Because there's a special moment where, where, where a parent has been raising a child for years and years and years. Hopefully not so many. Years and years. Okay? <laughs> I've got seven daughters. Yeah. <laughs> for years. <laughs> Seek. <laughs> and to finally have that moment where, the, where it's, it's finally the Chatzana and now they're married and they have that dance. What father would trade that dance? Are you part of the family? Are you in that circle?
you imagine Mechatzin sitting on his little chair, you know what I mean? Drinking his little water, mopping his brow, looking off, you know, absently around to see if there's someone more important. And the father's dancing. I sort of pushes him out of the side to go get a friend. Hi, how you doing? Let's have a smoke. Yeah. Could, could, could you imagine that's the son? No. It doesn't end with Yom Kippur. It starts with Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur we're going to say, Abinu Malkeinu, Abinu Malkeinu, my father, my father. And then you have four days to get ready for the wedding. To make all the food, and set up the sukkah, and get the Dalad Minim, and have the whole thing put together. And there's a week of celebration, the Chassan is going. And comes the last day, all the guests leave. And just the family's there. Everybody undoes their ties, takes off their shoes, plops into the chairs. Wow, we! I can't believe it's over. Did you see that guy? Did you see this thing? Did you see? Oh, it's flushing out. All right. No, I meant how nice. Oh, how beautiful the dancing was, and I thought, yeah. And the food, the food was great. We didn't get fruit cups. Beautiful. Everything was nice. We had extra coconut on top. You know. Something to chew the rest of the night. It was beautiful. And the family sits around and schmoozes. My father always used to say that. My brothers. You know, and he was, when he would have a bris, he'd be the sandik. He'd say, you know, the bris is nice, you know, the whole suit and everything. But the best part is at the end, when just the family goes back up to the house. Special time. The party's over. The show is over. Only the family is there. So now we're going to spend the whole day, starting tomorrow night, and we're going to live Avinu Malkeinu. And at the very end, we're going to scream Avinu Malkeinu. But is he our father? It's two easy ways to tell. Watch what happens in Chastaira. See who's celebrating and see who's just a spectator. See who's family. See who feels it. Or see who says, I can't believe another day yantif. And see who's Mavami Dosev. See who behaves like the father. It's now a year since we've been together, the different shiurim. And I sincerely ask if I've offended anybody or hurt anybody. Usually it was intentional. <laughs> All the more so, I ask Mechila. So I want to be Marbio Midosi. <laughs> no, seriously. Let's take what's left till Yom Kippur and work on becoming like a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Marbio Midosa. Overcoming our nature. Be the best person that we can be. Be as godlike as we can be. You know how people lose it sometimes at the, at the, at the, uh, at, at the Suda? So here we're waiting to go into Yom Kippur and you're screaming at everybody. <laughs> Stop that! I'm that! I have to eat! I'm going into Yom Kippur for praying out loud and when I start to be mad when we do that! Sit down! Yeah, that'll work. That's effective. Keep that up, boy. No. Let's spend the next 24 hours. And if the Kreplach burns, isn't Shkefeilach? Oh no, that's too serious. If the, uh... Well, anyway, you'll figure it out. Yeah. We get ready. We're going to walk into Yom Kippur, dressed in white, 
not saying Avinu Malkeinu, living Avinu Malkeinu, till that very end as the doors are closing. closing. <coughs> and then, if we're lucky, we make it into the family circle. And we spend Sukkis at the Chasana, and we spend Shmini Atzeris together with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Mirza Hashem is not too late. We'll have the Shmini Atzeris. We'll bring the Karbanos to the base of Migdash. Mirza Hashem. Everyone should have a Gemara. Let me just one announcement, please.